0: What's going on, Eagles fans? Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. As always, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Louis DiBiase joining you on this Saturday edition of the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your shows. We're available on all platforms. On. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, you name it, five times a week, Monday through Friday, starting back up again this coming Monday with Eagles training camp. Less than two weeks away, we're going to kick off our preview. All the training camp storylines at all the positions, quarterback, running back, tight end, offensive line, receiver, running back, all the defensive positions as well, up front, the second and third level. We're going to dive deep into the training camp headlines next week. So again, be sure to subscribe to Lockdown Eagles because we're your only daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Thanks so much for getting through the dead zone with us, the dead zone of the offseason where there just really isn't a whole lot of news and we've only been doing three shows a week the past month and a half, but we're so excited to have the Eagles back and we're ready to get back to doing what we do best and that is a daily birds podcast. As always, follow us on Twitter as well at LockdownBirds at DBIASI, L-O-E. Coming up on today's edition of the show, I kind of want to give you a sneak preview of what we're going to be doing next week, right? All those training camp previews, talking about the biggest question marks and the biggest headlines at each position in the first year of Eagles training camp with Nick Sirianni as the head coach and Jalen Hurts as the quarterback. We're going to get into position-by-position breakdowns next week, but I want to get into today players that we're going to talk about next week that are in make-or-break seasons in 2021. Because again, 2021 for the Philadelphia Eagles, you guys have heard me say this a lot. It's all about finding answers. It's not about winning a Super Bowl. Sure, can you make the playoffs this year? Yeah. Can you win the NFC East? Absolutely. I don't think any team is a lock in this division to win it. The Eagles are going to have as good a chance as the Cowboys, Washington, and the Giants. But it's again about the long term. It's about finding out who are going to be part of your long term core. And so there's a lot of guys that the Eagles envisioned as a part of that core moving forward in the future that are now finding themselves in make-or-break training camps in 2021, guys that have maybe shown flashes on top of being a high draft pick, but they just haven't truly met that potential, or guys that really haven't shown anything, but the Eagles are bullish on them based on how much they invested in them. And starting with the offense, the number one guy I think of when I say that, a guy that the Eagles spent a high draft pick on that hasn't really shown anything on the football field, but they're still giving him an opportunity, is J.J. Artega Whiteside. This is really one of the few make-or-break guys on offense, because I feel like the offense is kind of just starting, right? We don't know. I mean, Devontae Smith is a rookie. Jalen Hurts is getting his first year at the quarterback position, although Jalen Hurts is kind of in a make-or-break year already, too. Because of the three first round draft picks they have next year, the Deshaun Watson rumors, right? The all the available possibilities in twenty twenty two. The fact that they never picked Hertz to begin with to be a franchise quarterback. Hertz is in a make or break season as well. But the other offensive players like Jalen Rager is going to get more than this season. You know, Miles Sanders is going to get more than this season as well. There's a lot. The offensive line, Jordan Mailata. I guess you could say Andre Dillard is certainly in a make or break season. If he loses out to Jordan Mailata. The Eagles are, I don't know. I mean, I would love to have a guy like Dillard as a backup tackle. That is just an abundance of riches. But at the same time, I feel like the Eagles, considering Dillard was a guy they moved up for in the first round, hasn't barely played any football at the NFL level, and still has, you know, some good promise. I feel like the Eagles would maybe look into trying to trade him to another team for a draft pick. If Jordan Maialata does become the guy at left tackle, like I think he will. So there are some other guys on offense that are in make-or-break situations. Again, Andre Dillard, Jalen Hurts. But the big one is J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. And honestly, I don't even think he deserves, though, to be in a make-or-break season. I feel like, personally, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside should have been cut already. I don't think he's done anything on the football field that justifies him getting a chance to beat out you know, John Hightower, Quez Watkins, Greg Ward for a roster spot. The guy has what, 14 career catches as a second round draft pick. DK Metcalf, the guy the Eagles passed over for Arthaga Whiteside, had more against the Eagles almost in one or two games. So I don't know. I mean, again, Arthaga Whiteside, he is in a make or break season. But to me, when I think of J-Jaw, I think of more the category of recent busts that have just done absolutely nothing. Like I think of Jaquan Jarrett and Danny Watkins, right? And Marcus Smith. Those are just three players I can list off the top of my head that were first or second round picks that just had no chance at all to do anything at the NFL level. And I feel like J-Jaw is kind of in the same boat, but because Jeffrey Lurie handpicked him. Remember, if you read that athletic article, Jeffrey Lurie was the one that was really leading the charge on the Ortega Whiteside selection with that 53rd pick in the 2019 NFL draft. He was enamored with J-Jaw, and they went with him. The scouts, funny enough, they didn't want Terry McLaurin. They didn't want DK Metcalf. They wanted Paris Campbell. So no matter what, it looked like the Eagles were going to make a mistake, but Lurie handpicked J-Jaw. So we all know how Lurie's ego is and Howie Roseman. They're bullish on their guys, especially the ones they invested a lot of draft capital in. And so Because of that, Jaw is going to get a chance this year, but also because you hear Nick Sirianni, he believes so much in player development and making the players he already has better, teaching the game, right? That's something that is also going to go in Jaw's favor. It's a reason he's getting an opportunity this year still to make the roster. And they're trying him in a different spot. They're trying him in the slot this year to match up with those smaller corners, right? To be that... Um, big slot guy, kind of like Jordan Matthews was from 2014 to 2017, right? Get this guy that kind of not, not kind of, certainly struggles to create separation on the outside, especially against press man coverage. I shouldn't even say struggles. Like J.J. Ortega-Whiteside can create no separation. So you try to put him in the slot this year, see if he matches up well against those small corners. He can be physical. He doesn't really need to create separation, and he can get those easier looks and see if you can get anything out of your second-round pick. I just think that's honestly a waste of time, though, because, yeah, can he produce better in the slot than on the outside? 100%. It's easier. But at the same time, I feel like because of that same reason, Quez Watkins can do it too. John Hightower could do it too. Travis Fulgham, Jalen Rager is going to play a lot in the slot this year. So too is Devontae Smith. And those guys have abilities that J.J. just does not have. So why they're even wasting their time? Again, it's because Jeffrey Lurie handpicked this kid. Nick Sirianni believes in player development. And that's just what the Eagles do right now. But I don't think there is any reason that J.J., I don't know. I mean, look, I know he was a second-round pick, but... To me, that shouldn't be a reason that you're bullish on him and you still want to give him a chance because I don't think he should have been a second-round pick to begin with. For me, I know my co-host, Gino Camilleri, absolutely loves this guy, but when I watched the tape from J.J., the only impressive thing I saw at Stanford was his ability to win one-on-one battles in the red zone, contested catches. But even at that time, a lot of it was against undersized Pac-12 cornerbacks. So you guys know I'm not on Team J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. He is certainly in a make-or-break season, I just don't think he really deserves to be. I think on offense, it's him, it's Andre Dillard, it's Jalen Hurts. Those are the three big make-or-break guys for the 2021 training camp at the Novacare Complex. Guys, today's show is sponsored by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You've got the NBA Finals right now tied at two apiece between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns. You've got the NFL season coming up, right? Training camp right around the corner. UFC, MMA action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game with BetOnline.ag. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and you're going to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That is when you use our promo code LOCKDOWN, LOCKEDON. L O C K E D O N. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Eagles fans, welcome back into the Saturday edition of Locked On Eagles. Louis DiBiase joining you, getting into make or break players for the 2021 Philadelphia Eagles training camp. Who? needs to have a huge camp, a huge preseason to make the roster and still have a chance at being a long-term core piece for the Birds. Guys that the Eagles have invested in, that they hoped were a part of a core, the long-term core, but they haven't shown enough to be cemented in that standing with the organization. I talked about Andre Dillard having to beat out Jordan Maialata for that left tackle spot this training camp, or he could potentially be traded from the birds before the regular season starts. Jalen Hurts, although he this is literally his first year as the guy, the Eagles have three first-round picks next year. There's a lot of interesting quarterback prospects in next year's draft. Deshaun Watson, we heard those rumors. You guys heard my podcast. I'm sure I did a whole one on the Watson to Eagles rumors. That is circling around NFL headquarters right now, of course, the Russell Wilson stuff. The Eagles have a lot of optionality, and they're not sold on Jalen Hurts to begin with because they didn't make him their franchise quarterback. That's not what they intended to do. They want him to grab that job, but they didn't draft him to be that. They drafted him to be a high-end backup for Carson Wentz. So Jalen Hurts, make-or-break season, Andre Dillard, and so too, although I think it's undeserving, J.J. Arthago whiteside I think his make-or-break season has been the last two years, and he's done nothing with that but he'll probably get this training camp and this preseason to try to beat out one of those late 2020 draft picks in Quez Watkins or John Hightower, but I don't think it's going to happen. On defense, that's where a lot of the question marks are. This is where a lot of the make-or-break guys are, and one of them is on the defensive line. It's Derek Barnett, who's heading into a contract season, right? His fifth-year option was picked up by the Eagles last year. He's playing on it this year. They did not get a contract done this past offseason. With Derek Barnett, We've seen a solid floor, right? We know what you're going to get right now. A rotational edge that you know you can get like five, six sacks from a season. You're going to get hustle. He's going to play to the whistle, and he's a good run defender. But for a 14th overall pick, with Brandon Graham being on the last year or two of his stint with the Eagles, you know, there's a lot of question marks here. You want Barnett to step up and be a core piece with Josh Sweat because, again, you don't know how much longer BG is going to play. But at the same time, there's got to be more. You're not going to sign him to a contract. Look at how many pass rushers this past offseason that have similar track records as Barnett or worse got paid pretty good deals. I don't know if Derek Barnett's going to be worth that. Again, especially since you have Josh Sweat, again, producing more pass rush-wise on half the snaps. And Derek Barnett is up for that contract. So again, you have a certain floor there, but the question is, is there a ceiling that's worth giving him a contract for the tough part is you haven't really seen that ceiling yet and so even if yeah this is a make or break season for him but even if he technically breaks out this year if he stays healthy he stops taking so many dumb penalties he gets close to 10 sacks this year right he's a top the eagles depth chart when it comes to pressures is that still going to be enough though to warrant a pretty good contract a pretty sizable contract Well, I guess you're going to have to just ask yourself, is it a contract year thing? A lot of players have their, most most players have their best seasons in contract seasons. So is it that, or is it a new trend? Is it the trajectory that Barnett's on? This is going to be the new Derek Barnett. It's going to be a tough question to pose because you haven't really seen it yet. So he breaks out just in one year in a contract year. It's going to be a tough back and forth because, again, you have an asset in Josh Sweat you want to invest in which makes you probably want to pay Barnett less. You can always draft another guy. But at the same time, Brandon Graham has a shelf life right now, and the Eagles love having a lot of pass rushers. And they invested a lot in Derek Barnett. And again, he does have a certain floor. So you know he's at least a reliable starter. So it's kind of a back and forth of what to do, pay him or not pay him, in 2022. So he is certainly in a make-or-break season. Another one on defense, Avante Maddox. And again, kind of like J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, does he deserve to be in a make-or-break season? I'm not really sure. He hasn't done anything since the 2018 season, his rookie year. However, in 2018, down the stretch in that playoff run, he was incredible. But at the same time since then, with all the opportunities that Jim Schwartz has given him to be like a safety hybrid, to be the starting slot corner, to be the CB2. Last year, they cut Razul Douglas and Sidney Jones, players they invested second and third round picks in, and they allowed Avante Maddox to take over that outside role opposite of Darius Slay. But again, since 2018, Maddox has done nothing with any of these opportunities with the slot role with the safety role, although I thought he was pretty good as a safety in 2018 and the limited time he was in there, um, but it wasn't nearly enough. And then on the outside, he was great on the outside in 2018, but last year was an absolute disaster. And so this year, though, he still is going to get that chance because outside of Darius Slay, Avante Maddox is by far the most proven cornerback that you have. And so, yeah, maybe Zach McPherson, I think him being CB2 is long gone, especially with Jim Schwartz being out of the picture. But Avante Maddox this year, again, he has a chance to be the outside guy if Zach McPherson, the fourth round rookie out of Texas Tech, can't take the job, or he can still show that he can be a long-term slot player for you, slash safety hybrid. But again, it's just like, you know, it's not only that he failed as an outside corner the last two years, any role he's had since 2018 just hasn't worked. Honestly, I think Craven LeBlanc the last two years, when he's healthy, which has been very far and few between, but when he has been healthy, I thought has played way better, and he's made way more plays than Avante Maddox. So on defense, there's a lot more make-or-break guys. I think the two big ones certainly are Derek Barnett and Avante Maddox. Players in 2018, you probably thought, were slam-dunk long-term pieces on defense, even if they weren't star players, long-term starters, that right now really isn't the case. Guys, today's Lockdown Eagles is sponsored by Rock Auto. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same auto parts from a chain store, or a new car dealership rock auto their prices are reliably low for every customer and they have everything you could need brake parts tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your baby your car your truck make sure you write down lockdown in there how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Eagles fans, today's Locked On Eagles is also sponsored by the best tasting protein bar on the planet by far. It's Built Bar, nine delicious flavors, coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie. I love peanut butter. We've got peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's something for everybody in the best part. It's covered in 100% chocolate and it tastes just like a candy bar, but it's way healthier. 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories in every bar, and only 4 grams of sugar. I can get you 15% off right now, your first order, at Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use our promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, again, for 15% off of the best-tasting protein bar on the planet at Built Bar. All right, Eagles fans, Louis DiBiase wrapping up this maker break edition of Locked On Eagles, a Saturday edition of the show. You know, this is crazy. I'm going to get into special teams. I'm going to talk about kickers. The Eagles have a kicker that is in a huge make or break season, Jake Elliott. Since 2017, this guy really has not been great, and he was great in 2017, hitting game-winning field goals for the Eagles in the Super Bowl, 61-yard buzzer beaters against the New York Giants. Jake Elliott was incredible in 2017. Since then, Honestly, you could have justified cutting him the last few years if it wasn't for that absolutely brutal contract extension that the Eagles gave him a few years ago. But Jake Elliott, big make-or-break season. The thing with Jake Elliott, he has a huge leg. He can always give you a chance at the big kicks, and that's kind of a reason you've overlooked the inconsistencies he's had with chip shots. He's missed way too many gimmies, some extra points, some field goals within 50 yards right? But you're like, he's got a huge leg. If we need that 61 yarder, we know he has a chance at it. But even with those 50 plus yard field goal attempts, when you look at since 2017, guys, Jake Elliott has not been good even in that area, which is the area most people say is his strength. So in 2017, from 50 plus out, he was five of six. When you look since then, 2018 from 50 plus, he was two for five. 2019, two for four. 2020, two for five. So even in the key area that Jake Elliott is supposed to thrive in, he has not been good. Again, you could have justified cutting him years ago, but the contract extension was just too much and you're going to take dead cap on a kicker. You know, what's crazy. I just thought about this. When you think about it, this is kind of the trend of Eagles kickers since David Akers left. Think about it. The Eagles, they invest in young kickers who really shine within the first year or two of their career, right? They exceed expectations, and you think, here's our long-term kicker. Alex Henry did this. Cody Parkey did this. Jake Elliott did this. And what happened a year or two later, having that big first year or second year? They totally flamed out. Alex Henry did that. Cody Parkey, Mr. Double Doink. We all know about Cody Parkey and his trajectory in the NFL. And now Jake Elliott. It's kind of crazy. Maybe Elliott can buck that trend in 2021, but really, since he started at the top in 2017, it's just been a steady decline since. Again, 50-plus yards out. He started in 2017, 5 of 6. Since then, 2 for 5, 2 for 4, 2 for 5. So that's 6 of 14 total. That's less than 50% from 50-plus out. That's brutal. So there's a lot of make-or-break guys in this training camp. If Jake Elliott's missing kicks in camp too, I don't know. The Eagles could look to replace him, kind of like they did replace Caleb Sturges with Jake Elliott back in 2017. Jake Elliott, Avante Maddox, Derek Barnett, Andre Dillard, Jalen Hurts, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. To me, these are some of the biggest make-or-break players for the Eagles coming up in training camp in less than two weeks. We're going to continue to dive into all the storylines of Eagles training camp next week. So be sure to subscribe to Lockdown Eagles. We return to five episodes a week, Monday through Friday. So subscribe on any podcast platform and follow us on Twitter at LockdownBirds, at L O E. As always, thank you for downloading, thank you for listening, and let's go birds.